Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, what have we done to the punter? Also among Red Raider wide receivers, is there a dude among those dudes? And we're back to six games played, three starting quarterbacks, and three injured starting quarterbacks. Now what? Joey McGuire on those things and more coming up next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech. Your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through Lubbock. Be back with you again on Locked On Texas Tech, where it's your team every day on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making us your first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Do subscribe if you haven't so far. He's the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. We're getting closer to Red Raiders and Mountaineers getting together for the battle for John Denver's soul. It's the Duchendorf Cup. And, of course, Texas Tech has got plenty to consider as far as what West Virginia is bringing to the table. And we'll get to that coming up today and the remainder of the week, Chris. But, Tech fans and Tech themselves have got plenty to consider just in their own house still as you leave an open weekend. And we'll get to some thoughts from head coach Joey McGuire coming up in just a moment on, yes, the quarterback situation. Because we did see a change uh, as we saw Baron Morton take the reins in Stillwater, Oklahoma. And some could have felt like immediately, well, it's just all about play on the field. And some questions still as to maybe who the guy is that gives you the best chance most often to win as a team. But if you're just thinking that, you're also kind of forgetting about the injury aspect of this conversation as well, aren't you? Because it really sounds like, as we'll hear from Coach McGuire in just a moment, a few days off, open week, not being hit, et cetera, maybe did some good for Donovan Smith uh, as far as the injury that he's been dealing with for a while. The whole thing gives me a headache, man. Uh, What about (laughs) our injuries? Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. right. Too much much sauce in the bye week. No. Um, Yeah, it's just uh, it's amazing that you have three quarterbacks that we all knew were were pretty good and, and potentially really good. They're all somewhat similar, yet somewhat different in what they are good at and all that stuff. And that all three at, at some level are currently or were compromised uh, via the injury right. uh, bug. And it's just like, you've got to be kidding me, man. I mean, what school has had to go through this in the last decade more so than Texas Tech? And so when everybody freaks out because their quarterback is injured or whatever program you're talking about, I'm like, man, you're not getting any sympathy from me, man. Uh, s- sorry. I hate that sports you know, deal with it. But um, yeah, I, I think, uh, I think the 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 break was good for Donovan. I think it was good for for Barron too. And I and I, I you know based on kind of what Joey has said, and we'll kind of hear some of these comments. I mean, it doesn't sound like Barron is just a hundred percent yet either. Uh, maybe he will right. be as we get closer to the game and everything. But um, I think the, the bye week was good for them, and you know it was good for for Tyler just to have an extra uh, week where there wasn't a game being played, just to kind of continue through his progress and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, it's 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 maddening not knowing who your signal caller is or what the future is or what it is week to week right now. And you're kind of in that scenario going into this weekend, although I do think I know uh, who's going to start based on what we said in the, in the show yesterday. And I do think it'll be more than likely barren, but it's just like it, it's just a weird set of circumstances that has led us here. Yeah, Tyler Shuck won't factor so heavily into that conversation here this week as he might in weeks to come. And Coach McGuire touched on the other two, those available in Baron Morton and Donovan Smith. And the health status of both, as Chris said, and I like this, they were compromised uh, heading into the open. Yesterday I thought uh, Donovan was as healthy as he's been. Um, Looked really good. Felt great. Um, You know, had great energy. Uh, you know, it was good to see Barron out there. I, we were kind of back and forth if we were going to let him, you know, take a day, uh, another day, um, you know, off and watch. But uh, he wanted to go uh, through through the brawl really well. We went uh, seven on seven, you know, and it was full speed except for, you know, contact, of course, since we weren't in pads. And, uh, man, he looked good, threw the ball well, um, got out of the pocket and was able to move, you know. So I, I really feel good about saying that, you know, we're going to have both of them available and 
they're in a really good frame of mind. I think it was, I think, you know, for all three of them, the bye week was good. But I think for Donovan, it was probably, uh, watching him yesterday was probably the best of him, you know, just having no contact whatsoever for five days. Uh, You know, he came out and his arm was really, really live. So excited to see both of them out there. You know, and that's where, you know, like Donovan's game, you know, and, and again, especially in the red zone, I mean, there, there's been a couple of uh, plays where he gets close to the end zone where, I mean, he just barrels it through and he, he his body probably is, uh, the injuries aside, because he, he's dealing with a knee and a shoulder, but I mean, he kind of initiates some of that contact too. And I, I'm, I'm guessing that, you know, mentally, physically, all the above, it was probably good for him to just kind of take a few days and get away from this. And then obviously Baron with his ankle issue, uh, certainly uh, good, but I, I I do think uh, you know both both guys are available and can play uh, this weekend. But I do think it's the same depth chart as you go into the Oklahoma State game that will be for West Virginia. But uh, it's just isn't it crazy though? I mean, like the fact that you're halfway through the season and all three guys have started game. I mean, cause I, I think we're all sitting there before the season. And it's like, okay, yeah, we know about all three guys are good and available and we're going to maybe try to play uh, these guys, but it's crazy that all three have started. All three have, have played. You feel like you have a kind of a semi book on all three and kind of what they can do, what they're good at, what they're maybe not as good at and all that. But it's just, it's just wild to me because I just never thought, you would actually see it play out this way, even though it was nice to have all the depth and all that. Because traditionally, you 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 know, I'm mean, I just people remember back in the Mike Leach days, man. There was that stretch where you had the same guy starting every game throughout, and it just like you're just like, okay, next year it's his turn, next year it's his turn, next year it's his turn, and you just never really had any of these issues. And then it's just like since that ended. It's like, geez, you just can't you can't keep a guy healthy, and that's the nature of the sport too, because everybody's running and and, and part of that too, but uh, those offensive lines were really good uh, and all that, but it's just, I don't know. It's, it's weird to try to process all of that Casey and that we've actually in six games, we've seen all three guys start games uh, and, and not, not Baron hasn't started more than one, but all, all the other two have. And uh, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's just bizarre. I, although I, I say that Tyler hasn't, he got, he got dinged up in the first ones. Excuse me. He started multiple games last year. Yeah. I'm, so many things there. I'm trying to remember to touch on. Exactly, uh, exactly. It's just, it's just. Uh, but wild, yeah, I was going to go where you went at the end of that. Uh, this is what we're paying for from the Mike Leach years. We're spoiled like children <laughs> with healthy quarterback after healthy quarterback. So I've had to pay for that for a decade plus. Um, I was also going to say that I think a tackle on Donovan Smith is like a foul on Shaquille O'Neal because of his size. Maybe as fans, we don't measure all of those hits he's taken like you would with mm-hmm. the smaller guy. So we kind of don't add all those up maybe in the way that they're adding up uh obviously for donovan smith and i also wanted to touch on the fact that joey mcguire i I thought it was kind of interesting and maybe it was just off the cuff because i like that coach mcguire gets at the table and just is chewing the cud with us i really think he is i think he enjoys the conversation so i'm not taking everything he says is like oh fact check this fact check that i know some dorks out there will in the media i don't think he presents it that way i don't take it that way it's conversational from his perspective and to the best of his recollection, yada, yada, yada. So I don't want to make too much out of this, but I thought it was really interesting that he said, you know, we've seen uh, a lot from, we've seen all these guys play a lot now. And then he actually pointed out, except Shuck in this offense, but I'm thinking, well, we've seen Morton for one game. So does that speak to the significance of that moment and that opponent? Like that one day was worth the seven we've seen from Smith (laughs) and somehow both of those, if they're equal, are worth far more than anything we've seen from Shuck. Am I just like needing to put down the dream catcher, reading too much into this, Chris? I, I thought that was an interesting comment because he really said, well, we've seen a, these guys play a lot now. And he said, well, and I thought, oh, he's going to say Morton one game. No, he goes actually to Shuck and says we haven't seen much from him in this offense. How did you measure that at all? And do you feel like that could factor into like an advantage? Because we did talk about you know them shying away from maybe the unknown with Morton. What could possibly go wrong? Until now, we saw him in live fire on the road against a top 10 opponent. I know they lost more recently, but I wonder, does that really like add up to the same size cup of, of uh, you know, I guess measurables or what we've seen in game that Donovan Smith's given us through about a half season's worth of action? 
Well, I think I think that what what Baron did was very impressive. I think for the most part, I think you know while it wasn't perfect, and then again there was the second half where he just had to play a bit differently because of that injury. But I do think that now that it's on tape and then that he got out there in front of a sold out crowd and and was able to kind of maneuver and they saw what he could do and all those things, I think you look at him a bit differently now than you than you did. Uh, I think, and it's funny because. Tyler is older and he has played over the course of three years. He started games for the last three seasons, the first one at Oregon, the last two at Texas Tech, but he hasn't been able to go through an entire season. And so he hasn't played a, just a ton of football. Uh, and and it, it's, it's funny you mentioned that about this offense, that all they have to go off of is all the offseason right. and then the, the live scrimmages. And all that because I mean, he Tyler's been thrown into some scrimmage situations in the last week or so too. I mean, along with the other two, so don't make no mistake, he's been you know again he's not being hit and none of them are, uh, and they weren't necessarily all padded up as you, as you kind of heard there. But I mean, it's still live and it's good on good. It's the first team defense and all that kind of stuff, and I think he's looked pretty good. And so, but uh, I, I I think it, it it's interesting because you know and, and Donovan. He played through some stuff too, and I think that people are now understanding what he had to try to, or what he tried to play through, which was a, a bit yeah. of a knee issue and shoulder issue and all that. So you're judging him based on, in many ways, of what you've seen, and he was a bit, you know, to use my term again, a bit compromised in, in some of that. And and I think mentally, as much as anything, just because he knows he doesn't have all his arm strength, you know, he doesn't have all of his wheels underneath him, and. He's not as as fast and, and and all those things. So it's just the whole thing is just it's like comical, man. It it, it it like you have to laugh to keep from crying because it's like, I mean, what would it look like if you could finally have a guy and then that guy gets on a roll and then a rhythm and you get because here's what here's also what people are not really factoring in, in my opinion. You, you get better as the season goes along because your OC and your QB, they start to kind of get into a rhythm and a play calling and like they st you start to kind of build a rapport with each other on kind of what works, what doesn't, here's what we do here. And there's some communication and chemistry and all that. You just haven't been able to allow to have any of that. I mean, you just haven't just bit based on the, the circumstances. So you're having to try to start over again with somebody new. And so, because the, the middles of the week are so much better when you're in a rhythm on building the, the what plays we want to run because it's like, hey, I know he likes this. I know he's good at that. I know he hates this or he's not good at that. And now you're having to start all over each week as, as you get a new starter and try to build, build that up from scratch. And it's just it, it, that part sucks because you feel like the, the team is being kind of somewhat limited because you're having to do that. But the, 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 them's the breaks, man. This is what you're having to deal with. So I just think that that's a factor, too, at some level. Um, oh, there's yeah. there's no question. And I remember specifically maybe two weeks ago or so talking about stunted chemistry uh, as far as the quarterback. And we discussed specifically the fact that, you know, there are, are chemistry pathways, so to speak, um, for certain positional groups, uh, a quarterback in an offensive line, a quarterback in a wide receiver, a quarterback in a running back. And then some may be a little bit more disconnected, like running back wide receiver, as an example. Point being the quarterback touches them all, and they all have to go off of feel to a degree as you get yes. later in the season with that quarterback. Running back, wide receiver, his offensive lineman. And, yeah, we didn't mention the play caller, but how about the chemistry you're going to develop and the synergy there? And, and you're absolutely right. It just stunts that progress so much further into the season if you ever even get you know kind of the wheels turning on that. So, yeah, much like with an offensive line or anywhere else, but particularly this spot, the same guy in consecutive weeks for more than a month would be a really nice thing. And I don't know what we did as a fan base to deserve this, but I really do think about so, so often, Chris, uh, how, how much I took for granted as a, as a tech fan, just not only healthy quarterbacks, but productive quarterbacks. You're just rolling through and boy, the last decade and a few years have been, uh, quite the lesson in humility, uh, personally <laughs> speaking. I yeah. mean, remember it, it was plug and play. It was plug and play for a, mm -hmm. a decade. 
a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, you're, I mean, in, in that senior stretch where it was like, okay, well, it's Cumbie's year now. Now it's Cody Hodges' <laughs> year. Then it's Graham Harrell's year. And then it was Cliff's before that. And then it was – and B.J. Simmons is in there. And you just kind of were just like, this is what you did. It was like a birthright. Like, whenever it's this guy's turn, he's going to wait. <laughs> right. He's not going to enter the portal. It's going to be his year or years. <laughs> and, you know, and we just – well, and your yeah, O-line that. comment, I think, is on the money, too. Some pretty good groups rolling through. No doubt. That time absolutely. Yeah, Not absolutely. during the, the previous decade, hopefully building towards something closer to that uh, under Stephen Hamby now. But uh, either way, as Chris has alluded to, to use industry terminology and jargon, them's is the breaks. That's the way <laughs> ball go. I don't know. Now I'm getting off into some Ron Washington. Ron Washington. Yeah, I'm my man Wash. My, crossing yeah. up my sports wisdom. Hey, it applies everywhere right okay we'll continue with red raider football of course coming up dead ahead want to talk about some of those guys on the receiving end aforementioned group of wide receivers as joey mcguire spoke about some of that depth that has gotten them through so far as a not so healthy group but maybe returning a little bit closer to that as we spoke about on yesterday's show and uh, we'll hear from coach mcguire as we look to some of those pass catchers that'll be in red and black taking on West Virginia coming up this weekend. But first, it's back to cash in your pocket. We're all voting yes for that, right? Well, and that makes upside a no-brainer. If you're in that column, cash back right now at the gas pump, at restaurants, at the grocery store, you're probably thinking it's too good to be true. But let me tell you, that's not the case. And you can get started right now by downloading the free Upside app and use our promo code LOCKED, that's L-O-C-K, ED, use the promo code LOCKED and get five bucks or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Upside users earning more than a million bucks every week. That's probably why they've got a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. So download the free Upside app and use the promo code LOCKED right now to get five bucks or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCKED. Get cash back now with Upside. Also, our friends at Jay's Salsa Company shipping out that great taste, that Red Raider family recipe all over the nation. I think the latest report in, Chris, did I hear correctly, from Pennsylvania? Shout out to Pennsylvania. What up? Yes. We have orders orders coming in from Pennsylvania. How about that? That's awesome. And that's exactly, I mean, that's really the least that Pennsylvania could do this week after Sunday night football for a Cowboys fan. So come on, Pennsylvania. Let's go show up with some more Jay salsa because a lot of us out in these parts had to take it on the chin, a little humbling on Sunday night. Cooper Clutch, Cooper Crutch. I, I don't even know what to roll with at this point in time. That's another conversation, though. I was consoling myself with some Jay salsa after that one. I've become a bit of a hot man, but what I'm doing at the grocery store now, because they've got the mild, if you're not so much looking for that heat, but they got the heat too. What I've been doing, Chris, and I think this is good advice for everybody, if you're in Texas or New Mexico, you find that over 90 stores, most United supermarkets, Albertson supermarkets, or Market Streets, or here in the LBK at HEB, what I do is I just get it all. I just get whatever's there. I get whatever's there. I take it home with me. I enjoy it whenever I'm ready. Or like we said, they're shipping all over the U.S. at jsalsacompany.com. And they make it really simple, right? Because it's only about fresh ingredients. You know these salsas that trick it all up. Hey, we got trail dust in here. It's vintage or whatever. <laughs> Give me a break. Not Jay Salsa, right? 20 years in the making, this family recipe. And if it's too hot, you can also mix some mild in there or the medium in there, and you can kind of you cocktail it. I mean, so That's you can suicide. you can do that. Yeah, there you go. It's like a, it's like a happy medium too. So don't don't be shy about uh, putting them <laughs> together. But jsalsacompany.com. They're great That's people, right. great family, Red Raiders, and again, seriously, Tennessee, Pennsylvania. I mean, all parts, man, have been. Uh, been listening to us here and uh, been been paying attention to these uh, ads and this product. They will ship it wherever, or you can just buy it here locally, man. In, in Lubbock and in Texas, and obviously New Mexico, Albertsons, HEB, and United, man. So you don't have to be just uh, in Lubbock; you can get it all over, shipped all over. And go right. check them out, man. It's really good stuff. Pops right there on the shelf, easy to find in that classic red and black jar so get to it if you can locally over 90 stores in texas or new mexico as we said or online right now 
at jsalsacompany.com. Thanks for making Locked On Texas Tech a part of your day on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Thanks to those who are subscribed now and appreciate those who are making that move towards a subscription because we're making the move, Chris, towards 50% subscribed, 50% unsubscribed viewers on YouTube. We're chopping 10% of that wood. We were kicking it about 64, 65 when we started out. So thanks for strapping in, you know, buckle up because it can be a bumpy ride being a tech fan. So we're glad to have you in the vehicle either way, but some of you just like hanging out the window, sitting on the trunk or whatever, hop in. It's safer when buckled up and subscribed, right? We got a long way to go this year. Yeah. Don't be like the dog hanging out in the back of the pickup, man. It's no. just all over. The- <laughs> all- oh, they'll just shoot you. I mean, they'll shoot you on the highway. If you got a dog in the back yeah, of the truck. That's, the, strap. No, just, that's right. Man, that's right. I was taken aback on the highway uh, early morning, not too long ago, going out to, to beautiful Crosbyton, Texas, America. Uh, see a truck full of homeboys in the bed, just cruising down the highway 75. And I was just like, awesome, man. People still do that because that would, and you know what else was great? The guys that were closest to the cab, burning heaters, lighting cigs. <laughs> of course, of course they were. Of course they were. <laughs> trying to find, trying to find the only spot in the back of that pickup right. where they're, they're, they're that takes talent, get trying out. to get that, uh, morning motivation. Uh, if you're picking up what I'm putting down, neither <laughs> here nor there, I suppose, whenever it comes to wide receiver depth, and that's what we're here to discuss. Who I needs a seatbelt? Okay, that was sorry. all an analogy yeah. to subscribe <laughs> on YouTube. I worked all night on that. I'm glad I could get it in. Whether it made sense or not. Uh, let's get to head coach Joey McGuire once again, because as you touched on on yesterday's show, kind of excited to maybe see uh, a group of wide receivers that you know features more than a handful of guys <laughs> on any given day within a football game, but particularly leaders got you know, leaders like Miles Price among some other productive guys maybe feeling a little bit better as we get closer to Saturday and that two o'clock kickoff against West Virginia. You've had some thin times, and Coach McGuire did speak about some of the wide receiver depth and what it's meant uh, to his team when some guys have been on the shelf. Huge, you know. I was I was talking to Kitley yesterday, and and um, you know, probably besides the Miles, like. Uh, we rotate so much that you really don't have like that one guy that maybe are two guys that that uh, some of the teams that we play have. But whenever you at the end of the year, when you put, you know, the, the guys together, um, they're going to equal out that. I mean, whenever you put what Bradley's done, that's another person, man. Somebody looked good. He's been for the last three weeks. We've had Loic in a yellow jersey, meaning that he can't be touched during practice. And yesterday he was back in his uh, normal practice jersey, and he was fired up. You know, his, his shoulder feels great. Uh, you know, the big part of him was being able to get the, get his uh, arms up and catch balls above his head. And, uh, you know, he did that. It feels great. And so I think that, that adds another weapon that's uh, going to be full speed. But the depth, it allows us to play fast. It allows us to play fresh. Um, you know, I think you saw – the tempo of the year, but you saw the tempo we want to play at against uh, OSU. I think you're going to see a lot of that on Saturday. Um, you know, we're going to try to uh, tempo. It helps our offensive line, um, you know, and it sometimes keeps personnel on the field, you know, that you want to be on the field. So uh, definitely it's going to be a big part of the game plan on Saturday and from here on out. Yeah, and, and so I'm clear. Uh, I I would always rather have a dude, man. I mean, like if you if you told me you could yeah. you'd drop Quentin Johnson or Xavier Worthy or Bryce Ford Wheaton, I'm trying to think of some of the other uh, the Eric kinds of guys. Gunman. Yeah, well, yeah, he he would have been that. I think uh, uh, yeah. this year had he come back, uh, I'd always rather roll that way when you just have a guy. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, you know, and, and granted, you know, if that guy gets hurt, then it's like okay, now what do we got? But this is the situation that this group of wideouts is in is that there's a lot of inexperience, not so much now as there was before the the season started, but there's not one that's just that much better than the other. Okay. And I think miles, as he mentioned that they don't rotate him as much because he's, he he's maybe the best one you've got, or he's so much different than everybody else is that you just don't have another guy like him. Uh, But it's kind of like, 
you, you know, the, the, I heard that argument with the Chiefs this year. Okay, they let they they Tyreek Hill leaves. You know, Pat Mahomes. They replaced Tyreek Hill with a couple of uh, of free agents, and and the 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 thought is, well, now you've got you know this quarterback that can spread it around. Nobody can focus on what you're doing here, and that's kind of the same premise here. However, your quarterback isn't Pat Mahomes. Okay. Well, and only so. <laughs> one guy still gets the ball each play. Okay. Right. The three wide receivers don't hold it together. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. But but I, I do think I do I don't I don't know if you'll have Miles Price back this week. I mean, I, I think that's a possibility, but I don't think there's a guarantee. But I do think that the bye week was really good for Loic. Okay. Uh and, and and I think he he's looked pretty good when he's been healthy. He's just dealing with a couple of different shoulder ailments one was a uh, in the past another one was semi-new but I think he's maybe on the better on the right side of that now and then JJ Sparkman missed the last game and I think uh, he's a possibility for this weekend too uh, but it, it's Jerron Bradley is a guy though that I'm ready for him to kind of start being a consistent force yes and I say force in that I want, I want other teams to have to focus on where he's at I'm ready for him to take a next step and be consistent because we've seen it in, in, in spurts, it's just that when you take the next step, though, is whenever it's game to game when, okay, they know where the ball's going, they can't really do anything about it. But that's part of the, the lack of QB chemistry and and him being a young player, and there's a lot that, that's factored into that that's kind of kept you from that. But uh, and, and then, I like, you know, we talked about on yesterday's show, Koy Aiken, you know, is a guy that I'm ready to kind of see – him start to get involved. And I'm not expecting too much or anything like that. I mean, he may not even catch a pass, but I'm ready to see kind of what him start to work his way into the mix too, because I think, I think if he'll do that, uh, then I think they'll, they'll play him quite a bit and his role will grow. If it doesn't happen initially, I could see where they go. You know what? He hasn't played yet. Let's only play him in four games so we can preserve his redshirt year. So I think that, that some of that will still be decided. But that's been just such a weird part of this offense, too. Is And you knew this was going to be – we talked about it all August, uh, you know, and, and before the season goes, whenever we were doing these shows before the, the first game, that you just weren't real sure who was going to emerge and step up. And Trey Cleveland has uh, a bit, but even, you know, we talked about him for midseason MVP. Hadn't, hadn't gotten into the end zone. Uh, there's been some games where he just hadn't caught a pass. Other games where he's like caught the one big ball every game. It feels like you're in the stretch now where he's done that. So I'm just looking for consistency is, is what uh, is what I would say. Yeah, I agree. There's a lot to to kind of parse from that McGuire comment. And I, I'm i glad you touched on immediately out the gate. Hey, I'd rather just have a dude. Uh, <laughs> not that McGuire was saying, hey, we got this. It's great. Everybody wants that dude, but I, I don't yeah. want – you know, I know sometimes fans try to console themselves by saying, well, man, we've thrown it for uh, to 13 guys or whatever. And it's like, so? That's not some record. Who cares? Like, yeah. do you not have, like, two really good ones to keep throwing it to or why? So it's not just some, like, great uh, thing to sit there and talk about, boy, all the guys that have made an impact. Well, maybe because you're just continuing to look for answers here or there. But you also touched on – you know, guys that um, that stand out or that are unique, like Miles Price is a unique dude among that group. Well, I think about other physical presences, and you mentioned both of them there, and Bradley and Fungie, that I'm thinking, and the timelines are a little different, but still I'm thinking, all right, look, you want to be dudes? Because physically you look different to me. And I, I know that there are a lot of things you just can't teach, you just can't coach. Um, and those are guys that, to me, possess some of those types of skills. So I, I shouldn't even call them skills, but maybe just – uh, some talents or whatever you want to call it. Because honestly, when I look at particularly Bradley, Chris, and I, I'm excited about what his future is going to be. And again, I know that timeline is a little bit different as compared uh, to Fungi. But coming into this season, I was hoping that Bradley maybe would take some steps towards asserting himself uh, as that guy that I'm not going to say he's going to be. He's a conman or someone of that category, but it's trending toward it. And maybe that progress has been a little delayed as we sit here, you know, halfway through the year. And I think he just had his biggest, most consistently impactful day in Stillwater. Uh, but maybe he is trending in that direction after all. But am I missing other guys that physically have things that that others just don't show up with? Is it Bradley, Fungi? Who is it, is, are there others in that category? No, I, I think you I think you've touched on it. And keep in mind, with those two guys, th those were big-time recruits, man. I mean, those were four-star type guys, man, that had plenty of places they could have gone. I mean, Loic Fungi was almost going to the University of Texas. I mean, so that's – 
I mean, which is hey, and Jer- Jerome Bradley. I mean, he was a big time prospect. I mean, that was a big deal when you got him. And and I, and I, again, not that we're writing the book on them, but but I think no. it's it's just at some point, it's time. You know, you like need right. it. Um, you need it, and so hopefully, hopefully, we're starting to get into that. And that's what this time of year is is what a, that's what it's about because you start learning a lot about you know, your team and your kids and who's, who's taking those next steps or who's just kind of a guy, you know, and, and we'll kind of find out. And, and again, injuries and, you know, the QB continuity and all that stuff factors into this stuff. But, you know, I, I guarantee you, if you win this game Saturday, you're going to be talking about one of these guys having a, having a, a pretty good day you know, or a big day, you know, and, and then, then we can go, okay, now we're starting to see, you know, some consistency. If you lose, maybe we're back to like, man, everybody's just kind of a, you just ho-hum, you know, yeah. and, you know, and, and all that. So, well, because can I, I, yeah, go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, can I ask you after six games for them as a group, given probably some fairly modest expectations, Ezekon was gone and you're, you're kind of looking for a guy to maybe shift into something like that. Have, have they met? expectations even modest ones or have they not performed up to what maybe you hoped or expected through six games how do you how do you grade that group well you know if if you were if you were going to exceed expectations then i would have said what that was going to require in my mind was that somebody had emerged like you you had somebody come on the scene it's like okay we got something now now look out (laughs) you know and that and that has not happened right i think that you we knew Miles Price was going to be good, and he has been. And now he's again dinged up, and he's missed a game. And you know, I, I hopefully he's back sooner than later. May play this week. We'll see. But I just don't know if you've seen enough yet to say anybody has emerged as a guy. Okay, I just don't. I don't no. think you have. But I, I don't. I'm not disappointed in the group. I just think they've met modest expectations. If that's the way you want to, I think that's good. There's been a happy medium there. There's been, you know, and part of this too is because. You know, you've had Loic dealing with what he's been dealing with, and you had Sparkman now miss a game, Miles miss a game. You've had, but yeah. I, I would have hoped that maybe somebody would maybe have kind of, I would have thought maybe we would have seen a bit more from Brady Boyd, if I'm being honest. And I think he's had a catch or two that's been fairly meaningful, but I was kind of hoping that yeah. he would kind of emerge and be be more of uh, uh, in in the picture here. I think. Uh, Nehemiah Martinez and, and, and Xavier White, you know, to a couple of guys, I think, have, have shown flashes and, and shown you what they can do. So collectively, you, you're you're just not you're not bad there. You don't suck. In fact, I think you're pretty good. You just don't have an all conference type. And I think that's what we're wishing that you had. And again, we were spoiled around here for, for many, many years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, I, I even go back to. Like the early, early, like maybe it was in that Tuberville era when you had guys like Darren Moore and uh, pe- people like that, and like the Eric Wards. I mean, it's not just going back to Hicks and Falani and 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 all those guys, but I mean, uh, I just and then Eric was uh, was kind of the latest, you know, potentially good one. And I don't know if we we never saw him play his best football here. He he was just emerging, and, and I I just you know I would even wish that he had more consistency uh, yeah. than what he showed us. T.J. Vasher. Uh, another prime example of I thought he was kind of a guy some days, but other days it was just like, man, way too inconsistent, way too many drops. We just remember the freakish right. catches that he would have and all that stuff. And so it, it's a it's a tough grading scale is, the I guess, the what I'm trying to say. But I just I'm ready for somebody to kind of step up and like go, you know what? I'm not using pencil. This is a pen. You're the starter or you're the starters. <laughs> right. And you're going to be instead of just kind of like, hitting it with numbers and, and depth and, and this is but this is what you have to deal with right now and again it's not a bad thing this is just the uh this is where you're at right now sorry boys you you see up there on the west side two-time Belitnikov. i mean what do you want us to do <laughs> yeah. you know you got something to strive toward and uh, it's been done here before so there's an opportunity that comes with all of this and i, I certainly am not writing the book on anybody i would agree i, I i'm not disappointed in them i knew that it was going to be very much a work in progress Tough sledding some days. I don't think your quarterback situations helped that at all as it had as it had progressed, at least up until last week in Stillwater. Would help it if Baron Morton continues to look like he did, uh, particularly when he felt good that day, I think. But I, I do I do hope for a lot more is maybe you're you're looking for some of the fruits in the second half of your first half labor because we know that there's potential there. I am very excited that most recently Bradley was uh the guy that was 
really getting my attention because I think the profile uh, or profile wise, he, he needs to be that guy, Chris, if I had to kind of pinpoint one. And I, I think maybe you agree with that somewhat. So I, I'm glad that most recently we saw a pretty nice connection there, but uh, we got to get back to it sooner rather than later, because uh, it seems like maybe you're going to have a quarterback if you can keep number two upright uh, that could make a little more hay out of uh, a productive group of, of pass catchers. So I, you know, some of those days, like when you'd see Martinez or Xavier White, some of these guys flash, I'd think, all right, well, this is actually encouraging and kind of exciting, but who wants to stick around? Who wants to keep filling up the box score week <laughs> to week, right? Yeah. <laughs> we can't, you, continue. you don't have to be so friendly and go through these rotations. You can do it every week. <laughs> I, I just, last thing I'll say about it is I just hope that, because what I hear you saying is you kind of, there, there's been this, there's been this uh, grind that you've kind of gone through, this process that you've gone through as you're trying to – everybody's gotten a chance and you're trying to figure it out and you've got a lot of depth and all that. At the end of the day, though, you just hope there's a payoff and that, like, people emerge from from the process that you've gone through and that you have answers there. And if, and if you don't, if, if, if we're sitting here – you know, after that Thanksgiving weekend, after you've played Oklahoma and hopefully you're getting ready for a bowl game, if you have, uh, you know, if answers haven't emerged, they're going to, I mean, in my opinion, they'll go find, you know, a portal guy. They'll go find like Kalen Geiger, you know, and somebody to, to immediately come in and go, okay, we tried it, but we, we got to have somebody that can like step in and, and play right now and yeah. like be ready to go and, and all those things. And if you, and I'm not even sure if you don't need to go try to find that guy anyways in the portal, if you can find him. Yeah. When's uh, the was, trade deadline? Have we yeah, passed that already? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> can we sign Rasheed Wallace? To yeah. A second I, half contract. We, we got plenty of sixth and seventh round picks we can uh, dish out, man. Yeah. <laughs> There's I'm, no I'm doubt all, about that. Yes. I'm all about it. Uh, listen, guys, we need a guy to fill this category. You can be a part of it if you're one of those amazing wide receivers. They've been here before. Nissan's thrilling moments. One of you could be featured in this in weeks to come if you step up next time out against West Virginia. Our friends at Nissan have worked with us to create a brand new segment across the Lockdown College Network called Thrilling moments where we're highlighting the most exciting plays and memories from Red Raider football history. Open week last time around, Chris, so we're looking a little further back within this series, the Duchendorf Cup, the battle for John Denver's soul. Once upon a time, it was a top five ranked West Virginia team coming to town. It was the Scullet bringing a Heisman candidate, quarter, candidate quarterback in Geno Smith. And it was a windy day in West Texas as uh, the Red Raiders were all over West Virginia. Dare I call it maybe one of only two peaks in the Tommy Tuberville era, the rest valleys. It was Norman, Oklahoma, and it was that day in Lubbock, Texas. Uh, you remember a big Amaro touchdown. Sedell Foster, a blast from the past, had an incredible run around the east side end there uh, right before halftime. And Man, it was a party all day for tech fans in the Jones. I uh, I love the term skullet. That's that's your name for Dana Hogerson. That, that, that's, that's a biological good. term. Yeah, there biology. you go. That's good. Yeah, it's as if Geno Smith, who was the Heisman front runner at the time, had never thrown the ball in the wind before. It's like, dude, does the wind not blow in Morgantown like ever? Like, I mean, like he just he's floating it. He's underthrowing. It was a mess, and uh, you could tell in pregame. It was like, oh yeah, th this may not go well. Uh, but uh, yeah, do that, you remember that... the pregame video? Like they were showing on the broadcast and stuff of like West Virginia's kickers, the quarterback, oh. the cheerleaders were falling over. I mean, not one of them had ever experienced a breeze, Chris. <laughs> and and Dana, of all people, he was well aware of uh, of how uh, you get a brisk, uh, windy day uh, in in this yeah. lovely city that we live in. But yeah, that that was a that was a fun day. That was somewhat unexpected, just because of how you did it. But you just kind of blew up all over West Virginia that day. And yeah, I mean, you I remember, yeah, you mentioned uh, Amaro and Sedell Foster and some of those guys. Seth Dagey, I think, was a quarterback in you at the time. But yeah, yeah. you just uh, you you lit them up, and they took the Heisman away from Geno after that day, and they never gave it back. And somehow he's still on the world still football rolling. radar. He's still rolling. He's probably a bet I would have lost. <laughs> and he's playing his best football as a pro right now. I mean, I probably just jinxed him. But uh, and you better yeah. hope, Gino, we don't get an NFL team running here in Lubbock, and you got to come to us once again on that schedule. I think you're safe 
for now. That was an incredible day at the Jones, really filled with thrilling moments, and hopefully we're getting back to something like that coming up on Saturday. Those thrills inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's brand new group of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier, Pathfinder, or Armada today. All available now at NissanUSA.com. Glad to have you along for the ride on Locked On Texas Tech, your team every day on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcasts. New episodes each weekday with Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan, another from Red Raider head coach Joey McGuire, as we have been taking in some of the uh, head coach's wisdom. Kick off the week once again. And something he touched on actually doesn't get quite as much attention maybe as it should because nobody really wants to talk special teams unless Wes Welker's on campus or, or something along those lines. But uh, Chris, it's been you know kind of a shaky year, and that does include some really high highs, obviously. you got a Big 12 Special Teams Player of the Week and Trey Wolf, who is really impactful. He's also had a couple of regrettable misses. And you talk about a guy in Austin McNamara who, you know, I think we touched on already this year, is probably one of your two best position for position best football players on the roster. And certainly as far as professional prospects, I think uh, he he's probably discussed almost as much as Tyree Wilson among those who were looking for those types of services, but he hadn't quite been, you know, as consistent, I think as maybe tech fans or certainly the coaches have come to expect out of Austin McNamara. And it was McNamara in that punting game that coach McGuire spoke about to kick off the week, uh, including that aforementioned, inconsistency and touching on maybe what is setting him back. You no, know, with him, because he is so good, we came into the season and we were doing a lot of directional kicking, a lot of things, I mean, almost um, down to a few yards of where we wanted it to be. You know, and I think um, he'll be the first one to tell you, man, he was trying to be too perfect. And, you know, I understand if you're, you know, you're, you're trying to put it inside the 20 yard line, you got to be more perfect, but if it's a deal, I mean, he and I kind of talked about, I said, hey, have you ever seen John Daly hit a golf ball? He was like, yeah. And I said, just grip it and rip it. Like, quit trying to be perfect. Coach Perry said the same thing, um, you know, and because that's one thing. With, he's got such a strong leg. We don't want to take that away from what he can do. He's got great hang time, you know, and he's, he's a real weapon. And I think we we're definitely trying to use that. Um, but we were trying to be too perfect of where we were directionally kicking it. And, you know, that cost him some. It cost us some. So I think I think you saw a better, uh, better mindset against Oklahoma State, and you definitely will against West Virginia. I, Joe, Joey says that he, he gives you my opinion in the first sentence, I think, of that clip in that he is so good. And so with that, because the bar is really high with this kid, man. And I don't think, you know, I've had people, hey, man, is everything okay with him? Is he okay? Is he healthy? You know, I, I don't, he's not like in some kind of slump. I just think we got, we got, we were used to just the bombs, the hang time, the, the just being, being close to perfect. I mean, being about as good of a punter or, or like kind of dominating a game uh, that, and, and I tell you why it's showing up a bit is that, you start to like dig into some of these games and you try to figure out, you know, field position and hidden yards. And these games are all so close. We start nitpicking everything. And there are some hidden yards there that I think that before you were maybe getting some of those and you're not getting as many now. So people are kind of looking at it going, man, you know, I mean, uh, you know, it, it landed on the, the right inside the end zone by a yard or he didn't, he didn't get all of that one. He hadn't kicked it as probably as well as he's wanted to, but I, I just was looking it up just to make sure he's still averaging 43 yards a punt. I don't know hang time. I don't know, all, but I, I'd be willing to bet most people have an issue with some of the situational stuff in that you're not, you're not netting as many yards as you, you would hope for on some of the punts that he's because again, where we were used to, just like, dang, he just kicked that thing 63 yards. Or, 
he he just dropped that thing and then just just put some backspin on it and dropped it and it landed at the two and it didn't go anywhere. I mean stuff like that. But he's the least of my worries, honestly, at, at this point. But I think I think it's fascinating to hear that they were trying to like, okay, we got a really good punter. Let's try to put all this stuff on him. And now they've just said, Hey dude, just just bomb. Bombs away, bud. You know, and yeah. he's got he's got the drop kick where he's got to put the backspin on. He's got all that, those tools in his uh, and his tool bag, and he can use all that stuff. But I think now they've just kind of said, hey, man, quit trying to, like, angle it or whatever. Just bomb, bombs away, man. Kick it high. Kick it far. We'll live with the results. And I, I bet you'll end up liking the results, too. Because not you haven't been burned by anybody, uh, you know, kick, you know, with with the punt return or anything like that. It's just that I think, again, we were used to, you know, he, he was maximizing his opportunities and, like, getting you all those – hidden yards is or or it was it was equals the fair catch and things like that so but he's he's the least of my worries right now as far as like things that you need to be to be vastly improved over the the last six games well somebody needs to be dropping john daly's damn cd into his box if they aren't already i hit it hard man (laughs) and you just wrote a hell of a first verse if john daly's out there listening to this to probably his next single something like bombs away live with the consequences (laughs) kick it hard kick it hard live with the consequences speaking of burning down heaters man i mean john john daly knows what's up i've actually seen sideline austin i've actually seen john daly in person uh with a long line in the parking lot in augusta georgia uh in a hooters parking lot mind you and right right by his uh, motor home Mm -hmm. signing merch so you you haven't lived until you've seen John Daly in a Hooters parking lot in his own element, man. Just uh, he has an office at the Hooters headquarters. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah, it's did. like a room with a cot and a flat and I, screen or something I like that. I think his kid doesn't he have a son that's also got a an NIL deal through Hooters too? You would I have think. to think so. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, just yeah, natural. And forty two lumber or whatever the other. I don't know what the other breast carries. I can't remember. There's two <laughs> patches. Only two patches you'll find on John Daly's breasts. I probably should stop calling that, but you mentioned Hooters, so now just (laughs) – what else was I thinking about the punting game? Oh, yeah. Here's why we're paying so much attention to it, because he's really freaking good, and he hasn't been consistently really freaking good so far this year. And the other thing is, Chris, I'm thinking – well, I'm thinking a couple of things. Oh, okay, so finally a year where you're maybe relying on some defense pretty consistently – and all of a sudden, we can't maximize field position with this awesome punter when we do have the that makes that makes perfect sense for a tech fan. And then the other side of it is, oh, also, we don't try to maximize field position because we go for it on fourth down on our own 32. So we're doing that now as well. It's just kind of been a bit of a different mix, but that's why we're paying attention to it because he's really freaking good. And he hasn't quite met that standard, I don't think. It sounds like maybe he's being asked to do some other things that that possibly along the way have complicated that. But either way, we know what he can be, and I don't think we've quite seen that yet. So I hope we get back to it, and it just – it'll never leave my mind that coincidentally it's the same year that that we mocked him in a, an in-house video. I'm still just not <laughs> sure we shouldn't absolve ourselves of that. Can we have, like, Zach Kitley bring him a Coke or something on video or whatever they're allowed with their nutritional program? We might have to exercise that curse because, I mean, what are we doing there? Hey, and by the way, Chris, did you see, I mean, how quickly I've come along here uh, with these guys in Lubbock. I saw Sonny Dykes lining up on fourth down his own 34, like in the first quarter. And I'm thinking, all right, big boy, what you got? What you got? He faked him, called a timeout, left the field. And I thought, take the dress off. Where Detroit you Go for it. Right <laughs> in the wool, go for it on your own 33 in the first quarter. <laughs> soft. I don't know yeah. what's happened to me. Yeah, yeah. anything less is soft, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we want to maximize all phases because it's going to take all phases to have some type of game, some type of season. I'm sorry, that probably exceeds expectations. And defensively, you're doing some really good stuff. I hope offensively you can pick it up. But I think some of us, or so many of us, believe, man, it shouldn't be your special teams that's letting you down in some of these areas because the personnel, I really think, is just too good. And so hopefully it'll iron itself out, maybe a little more consistently, second half of the year. Yeah, and I think uh, I think. Joey was really surprised um, that that his specialists haven't been, I don't know, closer to perfect just because of how well they looked in the entire offseason and in August and all that stuff. But, I mean, again, I just think you've got other 
other issues more so than Austin McNamara. Uh, yeah. But uh, you know, I, I you know not that he's he has not he's he just he's not quite been what we had seen, but it hasn't been bad or anything like that. It's just sure. and, and, and I and I think, uh, um, but. That that's where these games are all close, man. And like you're in these one or two possession games, and these games are going down on the wire, and you're playing really good teams. So everything has got a microscope on it, on like kind of where the game, you know, turn. And and I would just say before we get out of here, you you don't have to win the special teams battle, okay? Like overall, in some of these games to win these games, you just can't lose it. And I felt like against Oklahoma State, they were just better than you in that aspect overall. Again, you missed a field goal. Trey Wolf it hit the hit the upright. I mean, maybe Austin didn't punt it as well, but some of the decisions on when to return, when not to return, and you know onside and all, kick all, thing. I mean the onside kick thing. And, and that was perfectly executed. Yeah, I guess that was perfectly executed. Luck. Unfortunately, Oklahoma State was more perfect than you were on it because they <laughs> coached them to wave the uh, wave the the fair catch signal, and so your your execution was just trumped by theirs. So, yeah. uh, but again, not necessarily that's why you lost it. It's just that they were a bit better, and so does that tilt the game a little bit? Probably. You look at average starting field position, all that stuff. I mean, it just that stuff matters uh, when, when you add it up when you're playing against a really good team in front of a, a, a big house and sold out crowd like that. So we'll see how it goes. But I'm kind of anxious to see kind of if some of that stuff starts to settle in too. Yeah, you know there's some talent there, so hopefully with some yeah. time it will begin to settle in uh, a little further, just like our songwriting careers, because it sounds like we got a great verse uh, out the gates here. We're getting close to putting together uh, Mason Server, Blaze, any of the other Genline boys out there, or aspiring songwriters you want to get together with Locked on Texas Tech and maybe put one together, we'll cut you in on it, man. Give us an ampersand, something like that. We'll cut you in on it because, hey, John Daly, too. I don't know if he's writing his own stuff, but if you're out there and you hear this, you'd love that one. Bombs away, hit it far, hit it hard. Damn the consequence. Yeah, we need a little work, as you can tell, but well, we got we got the brain power, right? And, and I, I would just say my, my one issue with John Daly is where he went to college because, you know what? Yeah. Screw you, Arkansas. I'm not picking you anymore. <laughs> Will I fulfill my promise to not include them uh, anymore? Unlocked on Texas Tech against the spread. Stay tuned this week to find out and hang around here on the Locked On Podcast Network for Locked On Big 12. Make it your second listen after Locked On Texas Tech each weekday with our guy, Josh Neighbors. And we are back at it coming up tomorrow on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcast right here on Locked On Texas Tech. Enjoy it as always, Chris. Let's crank some John Daly on the way home. Have a cold one, my man. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it, Mr. Cowan. Uh, keep hope alive, people, and glad uh, glad we're back at it, man. Here we're rolling now. Yeah, and seriously, John Daly, anybody out there, you can change your <laughs> order too, and I'll give it half to you. Yeah, that's how it works out. For Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan. Thanks for joining us once again on Locked on Texas Tech.